Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And there are a few points here that I have been obliged to discuss, which is why I've had to pick up uh, the podcast uh, today. Because um, I, I'm, I'm actually listening to Mohit Pirzada and I'll be commenting as I go. Um, because um, I hope he's being satirical. I hope I understand him well when I think he's being satirical. When he's talking about how it's a mercy that uh, the chief of army staff suddenly wants to be the finance minister because I as far as I know I think Wait Birzada is very very good at making very very dry jokes with a poker face so I'm banking on that because two points arise from here um, one I see CNN pretending to be so shocked about the army taking over um, um, Pakistan's finance hello who do you think was behind all of this shit your own government, the American government, staged this whole charade. And obviously something had to come out of it. The American government has always been behind the hidden as well as the open interference of the army in Pakistan's politics. Let's face it. This is a fact and nothing you can say or do can erase that fact okay it's simply the same way as before people always tried to contradict me when i talked about how liaquat ali khan was killed by um you know american government and now recently you know when they released their classified papers from the cia it was right there out in the open they admitted to the fact that yes they were involved in his assassination and similarly again when we talked about how they were involved in the assassination of bhutto even though they did it through judicial process which is exactly the same thing that they're trying they have been trying very unsuccessfully very pathetically to do with imran khan and again uh, those classified papers those classified documents that came out uh, acknowledged that fact and then again you know similarly like how um Ziaul Haq was the minion of uh, American government everybody knew that and how when suddenly he decided to go against them um you know they just blew up the whole airplane I mean how is it that when uh, America has a problem with any leader in any country then suddenly a revolution occurs or a leader is assassinated or a plane blows up or there are uh, terrorist activities suddenly arising in those countries Food for thought here, guys. Food for thought. Um, but anyway, we're not going to be repetitive over here because anybody who has even two cells to rub together in their brain would know exactly where I'm coming from and where I'm going and what I'm trying to say. So now, suddenly CNN is pretending that, oh my gosh, you know what? The army is taking over control of Pakistan's finance. Who do you think is... Go- uh, and, and by the way, if you remember, this comes to the next point, so I'm going to link them. Do you remember how uh, once I talked about how, uh, you know, why, why not just uh, change our currency to US dollars since everything seems to be dollarized here? And so, here you go. Another point of mine that is actually being uh, proved, you know, evidentially, so to speak. And here we have, you have the chief of army staff taking over the finance and then suddenly announcing um, everything in dollars you know everything in dollars might as well just announce Pakistan again I'll say this as I've said it before might as well just announce Pakistan as the uh, United States of America's uh, latest new state you know 
um, that uh, just just officially acknowledge the fact that Pakistan is now a part of the United States of America. Give us a green card or a foe. Sorry, screw the green card. Give us an American ID now. Um, change our currency to dollars anyway, since I don't understand why even local products that have nothing to do with dollars have increased in price not twofold, not threefold, but tenfold. And it keeps increasing hour by the hour and day by the day. Why? Because the dollar rates have risen. Local products that have nothing to do with imports, they have nothing to do with, um, you know, with the any uh, production that that involves anything abroad. I mean, completely 100% local products that are not dependent on any other country but Pakistan alone, and yet their prices are risen. Again, at the end of the day, when they have nothing else to say, then they, they, all, they put it all on petrol. Oh, because the petrol rates have increased. So how much petrol are you burning using Pakistan's produced natural gas? I might add. So again, I'll come. I'll come back to this. You're using electricity produced in Pakistan by Pakistan by Pakistani resources, which is again gas, which is again exploited and produced and used by Pakistan in Pakistan and by Pakistani resources. And then you manufacture the products, whatever it is that you're producing, using local ingredients or local chem local made chemicals made in local labs. Nothing, as far as I can see, in the whole production and manufacturing line has anything to do with any other country apart from Pakistan. And yet suddenly the petrol prices is the sole reason why you're increasing the price day after day and hour after hour. And obviously, we need to thank Shabazz Sharif for doing the same thing that Nawaz Sharif uh, and his party has always been known for, and that is the trend of exporting 100% of our uh, local produced or manufactured or even raw products, and then leaving us with complete zero, and then importing our own products back with twice the money. Yeah? They did it with potatoes, they did it with, uh, with the vegetables, and now they're doing it with sugar. So they exported, first they hoarded all the sugar to, co to cause a shortage and, and uh, uh, you know, an artificial crisis. And then they exported the whole lot of it. And then they said, oh my, we're out of sugar. Let's bring back our own sugar. Let's import sugar. We're bringing back, we're importing our own sugar for twice the amount that we sold it. This is what Nawaz Sharif has always done. This is the way he has worked to paralyze this country every single time. And it's deliberate. It's deliberate. It's not like they're morons. Because they have always worked for America and for Britain. And their whole aim and ambition has been to not allow Pakistan to develop. And that is why Imran Khan has been... Uh, made miserable, although, mind you, as, as a person who has excelled in mind games myself, I can tell you one thing. Imran Khan is not going to be miserable in jail. You think that you're going to make him miserable or, you know, psychologically amputate him in some way, uh, you're wrong. You're the ones who are going to be psychologically doomed and amputated, uh, you know, because seriously, a person who has always played mind games and a person who has always had a very strong mentality, um, nothing in the world phases that person, nothing. 
And I'm telling you that I know this from personal experience. And especially when you know that somebody's trying to play you. You see, that's the thing. Those of us who are very into uh, understanding our own conscience plus subconscious, plus our conscious mind, plus our subconscious mind, plus our inner conscious and our inner conscience. I'm talking about both of these states of mind. So when those of us who actually understand uh, our brains completely, we can control our mindset, we can control what we're thinking, we can control how we see things. And at the same time, we can control how we feel about our surroundings. And inadvertently, and then later advertently, we also know how to control our surroundings and everybody around us. It's very simple. In order to beat your enemy, you need to know yourself. It's as simple as that. When you know yourself, you will always beat your enemy. Your enemy will always succumb to you at one point. Um, it doesn't matter whether they physically succumb to you or not. It doesn't matter if they're down on their knees or not. Psychologically, as long as they've been impaired and amputated, it's all fine. So the institutions have been psychologically damaged. They have realized their inferior state of mind and their inferior state of existence. They've realized they cannot win against Imran Khan. It's as simple as that. Put it, chuck him in jail. Um, try to slow poison him. Do whatever it is that you want. Um, he's never going to break. I'm sorry. That, that's how it's. That's how people are built. People who have learned uh, a lot about themselves. Those people who have full power, full command over their mind and over their mentality and over their thoughts, their conscience as well as their conscious. So, um, state of mind. Uh, they really do not get easily broken i'm sorry they will only get broken if they want to get broken and as i said if you're aware of the fact that you're being played with or somebody's trying to play a game with you or somebody's trying to attack you or somebody's trying to approach you um instinctively you kick off and then your mind goes in full gear and you're more than prepared in fact, you start enjoying it because it's a game. It's a game. You've acknowledged it's a game. You've accepted it as a game. Once you've accepted it, then um, you will always have the upper hand. That's how it is, okay? And that is why Imran Khan will continue to have the upper hand, no matter what state he ends up in. You need to understand that mentally, psychologically, he will always have the upper hand. So he's not going to break down. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but now we come back to dollarization. So yeah, as I, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, why not you uh, change our currency to dollars, please? Because I am so freaking tired of paying for stuff that seem to increase five rupees, ten rupees per the hour. You know, hundred rupees, two hundred rupees per day. I mean, what the frack? I mean, this is exactly what we all predicted. We knew it was all going to happen. And um, so tell me, why is it good news that the chief of army staff, who has already proved himself incompetent and inferior and unethical and dishonest in every single matter, the fact that his own army is not standing by him? Oh, it's a different story that the establishment and, and the few other chiefs um, have gotten together, uh, you know, in corruption, we stand united, and they're subduing the rest of the forces. And also, uh, we might also, you know, uh, have to acknowledge the fact that our forces, the cadets, the soldiers, um, the police officers, they're basically, you know, they have no balls. 
Um, so, you know, they're probably Unix in disguise. You never know. Actually, I've seen Unix do be a better job um, at, you know, defending and attacking than I have seen these, uh, you know, ballless, dickless men. That's all I can say. So, yeah, I mean, you, you go around, um, you know, keep your balls your artificial balls hanging down there for the sake of your institutions. Yeah, uh, don't worry about us. We'll take care of ourselves. Now, the other point, the next point uh, before I forget is going to be about taxes. As we know, uh, we are paying hidden taxes as well as open taxes on our bills. Those of us who have solar systems at home, we're still paying bills. Every month it's increasing, amazing. The amount of units that we use are decreasing, but the amount of bills that we're paying are increasing. And obviously, I guess that too has to do with dollars. Yeah, is that it? Um, some maybe somebody is, um, you know, uh, leaking dollars through his asshole, maybe, and so that's considered a wastage, and so they have to, you know, cover it up with the uh, meager apocryphy taxes. You know, somehow apocryphy taxes uh, seem to be enough to equalize the ass leaking of the dollars. You know, it contributes to that, I guess. And then on the other side, uh, we have uh, gas, which is a natural resource, and they're creating a deliberate shortage of that too. Like, I have never seen a uh, gas outage at night in my entire life that I have lived in this country, which is half of my life actually. So half of my miserable life, the miserable part being having lived in this country. Um, I have never seen gas uh, outage, but now they are creating a deliberate gas outage as well. So kudos to that. And then uh, we also have this smuggling business. Remember how many times I've ranted about how rice um, was always smuggled uh, by Zardari. Zardari was the one who created that, uh, gave more, more, uh, you know, you can say leeway and more leverage. In fact, he f practically forced um, the businessmen of Pakistan to smuggle rice to India which you know as Indian Basmati. But again, I repeat myself, you know, uh, like a broken record. It's always Pakistani Basmati. Even if it's stamped as Indian Basmati, remember that if it is the highest grade, especially Basmati or Colonel Basmati, it is always Pakistani Basmati. And then we have... Uh, the smuggling of flour, as we know, which is something that uh, Zardari and Nawaz Sharif and the army have partaken in so much. So suddenly now, if you see uh, a sudden complete control of smuggling um, uh, in Balochistan of petrol, which has also been going on for the past 40 odd years. So if you suddenly hear good news that, oh, the army has, cur or the government has curbed uh, you know, the petrol smuggling from Balochistan or the gas, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you like to call it. You, uh, understand that it's simply because the people who are behind it have decided to stop it. And whenever they want to, they can start it again. You know, that saying that we always have in Pakistan, especially and in other countries, that if there is a crime that has been successfully committed, understand that the police are behind it, right? So when there is a, an ongoing smuggling of resources and minerals and gas and petroleum and, and subsidized items and homegrown products, which are in demand all over the world, 
um, and if that if that smuggling is done on a large scale, um, then understand that it is because the people behind it are the ones who are supposed to be the ones who should ensure that law is enforced. So it's always that I always refer to the law enforcement as the organized crime. So you know uh, there are we when we normally talk about organized crime, we think about criminals, the mafia, and this and that. But actually, in my head, organized crime is actually the law enforcement, because the law enforcement heads organized crime. They always share or partake. You know, they have a huge share in the organized crime world in every country, in every country, mind it. It doesn't matter if it's Europe or America. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Africa or Asia. It doesn't matter which continent you're talking about, even Australia. But remember that um, if there is an ongoing uh, peaceful organized crime, understand that it's because the law enforcement has allowed it. Okay, they, they uh, you know, they sort of refer to it as a counter check or a check and balance to keep society balanced. Where there is white, there has to be black and then there must be gray. So, you know, that, that is their justification. That is the justification of the law enforcement throughout the ages. This is not something new. It's been going on for centuries. So basically, the law enforcement is always a part of the organized crime. In fact, it overlooks, it, super, it supervises the organized crime in any country, especially when it's on such a large scale, because they think that they're justified to do it, that it's helping them keep check and balance, which it's not really. I'm sorry. I don't care which way you spin it. It's all bullshit and it's wrong. So, yeah. So basically, if there is always a successful crime or a successful smuggling racket or a, smug, uh, a successful pornography racket even, or a successful uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking, drug trafficking, if it's any of these things that have been going on and you, f you wonder why is it that they, you know, it's not ending, why is it that there's nobody coming forward, why is it that it's, it's, you know, it's just going on, it's because the people who are supposed to protect you, the people who are supposed to make sure that this is not happening, they're the ones behind it. You need to understand that. Right? So the government is always involved. The army, the law enforcement, you know, the relevant agencies, they are involved. It is as simple as that. So yeah, if you, uh, I mean, don't ever bank on the competence of the army or the law enforcement agencies if you suddenly find out that, oh, the smuggling's, you know, stopped. Uh, first of all, the smuggling will not be stopped. They're just going to advertise it as stopped. And then they're going to start it again in such a way that you will never, I mean, at least not, you know, uh, not on the media. So it doesn't mean, let's put it this way. Um, right now, suddenly they're talking about the smuggling going on because they want you to focus on it. And then they will suddenly, you know, um, officially put an end to it so that you notice that they've actually achieved something, done something. And then um, there will be no talk of it at all in the media while it goes on. So the smuggling will go on. Now, here's another thing they want you to believe. Um, basically, now they're trying to do what Imran Khan would have very easily done. Well, Imran Khan was going to do it with the overseas Pakistanis, but obviously because the overseas Pakistanis are, no, are not at all interested now in, in um, you know, um, 
uh, basically they don't give two hoots and they don't they don't have the time of the day for these banana republicans you know these fake falsified institutions these pseudo american minions so because of uh, that you know they're no longer they um be the illegal government the army and the caretaker illegal caretaker government they know that they cannot look uh to uh overseas pakistanis for help in this so they're thinking that they will suddenly get millions of dollars from you know america and the middle east the only two countries that always give them money every time these people come into power notice that notice that no other country gives them money like that the way the middle east and americans do and you know why because it's actually basically um payment it has nothing to do with the country it has nothing to do with helping the mass it has nothing to do with helping the economy it is always money that is basically given in the name of aid or in the name of loan or in the name of investment for them to pocket have you ever seen a single penny of their so called loans or their so called investments reach the actual country have you ever seen it be used in, on uh, you know on the country in any way no they go directly into their swiss accounts and they go directly into their bahamas accounts and they go directly into all their secret accounts abroad and that's it you know and on paper pakistan has received so and so amount of money by so and so government and it's always these two it's always the middle east and it's always american government and it's, it's weird isn't it I mean, just think about it so yeah they are thinking that they will just flood pakistan with us dollars and you know the disparity between the rupee and dollar is going to uh, decrease yeah right first of all even if it does happen it's going to be extremely short term and then later on will be back to getting effed you know um and and number 2 i'm sorry but i don't even believe it um i don't believe that you're actually going to use that money to help stabilize the finance of pakistan because first of all this is the most stupid thing you could ever do um it doesn't work in any long term plan if anything it it will prove detrimental to the economy and to the finance of pakistan long term anybody again anybody with even an ounce of common sense can see that so this is another farce that Asim Munir is going to present in front of us, and this is again. Uh, this will be another proof in our defense and against him, uh, proving his moronity. Yeah, proving his stupidity, and proving his idiocy, and proving his incompetence. It's as simple as that. So now I'm beginning to get peed off. Uh so I'm not going to talk anymore because uh I think everybody is already um aware of my thoughts regarding the institutions of Pakistan regarding the fact that they should be obsolete. I think that banking system all of the world should be rendered obsolete. I believe that the army of Pakistan and many other countries should be rendered obsolete. Um the institutions should be institutionalized in some mental asylum. Um and you know same as with the law enforcement agencies and the same is with the bureaucratic machine 
um, and I think that people are out in the streets again I will say this um, the time for protesting out in the streets has long gone um, you need to paralyze the state completely I know that there has been shutdown I know that they are being locking down the country businessmen all over I know that in Gilgit Baldistan they have become extremely serious about it all I know that Azad Kashmir and Gilgit Baldistan were amongst the first to shut everything down and then it progressed uh, city by city and all but still first of all it's there is not a hundred percent lockdown that i would like to see um second retailers should be smacked by the public because they are taking as always undue advantage of the whole situation um by increasing the prices every single hour every single day i think people need to do more than just protesting on the streets i think people need to 100% please understand my words as i repeat them very tediously every single time i speak on my podcast and every single time i have this discussion with anybody paralyze the country i hope you know what paralyze means right cripple the country shut it down and i mean shut it down in such a way that the institutions the state institutions get paralyzed completely that they are forced down to their knees and we all know how to do that please don't tell me we don't know how to do that we've been doing it we've, we did it many times in the old ages people did it against empires they did it against the british you know they did it against the this this the the portuguese the spanish the french come on people and the oh, in those times when there was no digitalization of anything there was no information technology there was no internet there was no social media people did it and now when we've actually got everything on the tips literally on the tips of our fingers and here we are thinking oh how can we paralyze the state please don't start that with me okay paralyze the freaking state already completely and then we need to dismantle every single organization pertaining to what has happened now we need to dismantle the army rebuild it from scratch we need to dismantle the law enforcement agencies build it from scratch we need to dismantle the whole freaking bureaucratic machinery because that is by and large the root cause of every single facade and fitna that always starts in any country they need to be ripped apart and drawn and quartered and every single politician just kill all the politicians involved because nobody's going to take them to court for treason let's just kill them all and give a very 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 cruel and unusual punishment to these traitors so that they should be a lesson for future generations of this country that is again if you're really patriots so this is me signing out khuda hafiz